We see Shvi Shal Pesach as being a culmination of the process of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Yes, we left Mitzrayim on the 15th of Nisan. We were chased out of Mitzrayim. But we hadn't yet seen the end of the Mitzrayim. And it's an amazing thing. Even though after Makas Bechoros, Pare and his army were desperate to get rid of us. They were afraid for their lives and they chased us out as fast as they could. Yet three days later they have a tremendous change of heart. And they regret the lost slaves. And they mobilize all their forces in order to try and bring the Jewish people back. And they chase Klai Yisrael to Yamsuf. And it's only there, after the miracle of Yamsuf, that the Jews are finally free from Mitzrayim. The Mitzrayim have all died. So it's not just the freedom which comes to its completion on Shvi Shal Pesach. There's a second point also. And that is, even though the Jewish people left Egypt laden with the spoils that they had taken from the Mitzrayim, the silver and the gold and the clothing that they had borrowed from the Egyptian neighbors, the Pasuk tells us that the spoils of Egypt paled in comparison to the amount of spoils that they amassed at Yamsuf. God all business Hayam in business Mitzrayim. So much so that the Mephoshim say that when Hashem instructed Moshe prior to going out of Egypt to ask the Jewish people to go to the Egyptian neighbors and ask them for their silver and their gold, the way Hashem asks is phrased as a request. Please ask the people to go and ask for the money. Why? Say Chazal, so that Sadiq Avram Avinu shouldn't say that they, the first part of the prophecy that they had worked and served the Egyptians for 400 years happened and the last part of the Pasuk that they would leave with great wealth didn't happen. And therefore, please ask the Jews to ask the Egyptian neighbors for wealth, for money, so they will come out having taken spoil. And the Mephoshim asked, that if that was the prophecy, it has to have happened. Not just to placate Abraham Avinu. Hashem has to keep his word. And they answer that really Hashem had in mind the Biza of Yamsuf. Really when the Jewish people were finally rid of the Egyptians after the miracle of Yamsuf, so then they got the full measure of the Egyptian wealth. That's when the prophecy of their leaving with the great wealth was fulfilled. But in the interim, if one would just look at the Assyrian Mitzrayim a week before, and then the Jewish people would not have taken spoils, then it would look at that stage as if the prophecy wasn't fulfilled. And therefore Hashem found it important to ask the Jewish people to take money with them when they left Mitzrayim originally, even though He knew that they would become so much well more wealthy from Yamsuf, at least at this stage, no one should feel that the Jews had left empty-handed. But there's much more depth to this.
There's actually also much more to the concept of Avraham Avinu, so to speak, in being interested in the amount of money the Jewish people would have taken out of Egypt. There's much more to understand in this concept of the Rechush, of the spoils that the Jewish people amassed when they left Egypt. Chazal talk about this on the Pasuk in Shashim, which says, Rows of gold were made for you together with pieces of silver. And Chazal say that the pieces of silver refer to Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Whereas the rows of gold refer to the spoils of the sea. What are these two things referring to? So to answer this, let's go back in time. So that original prophecy, Hashem gave Avraham Avinu at the Brisbane Absari. And Hashem says to Avraham, you should know, you should know that your descendants are going to be slaves in a foreign land. And they're going to work for them and they're going to be oppressed for 400 years. Now, to Avraham Avinu, to hear such distressing news about his descendants was a form of a punishment. And therefore the Gemara wants to know what did Avraham Avinu do wrong? That he was foretold about the goddess of Mitzrayim. And the Gemara in the Nidarim has three opinions. What was Avram's falling? What is Avram's mistake? The first opinion, the opinion of Rav, is that just prior to the Brisbane episode, Avram Avinu had asked Hashem, how do I know that my children will merit Eretz Yisrael? How can I know they'll merit Eretz Yisrael? And therefore, there was some failing on Avram's part on a very minuscule level. But that's why Hashem responded by telling him about the goddess of Mitzrayim. The second opinion, the opinion of Shmuel, is that just previously to this, in the war against the four kings, Avram had heard that Lot, his nephew, had been captured and he races off to battle to, fight, to save him. And he takes with him 318 people. His students. And a tremendous miracle happens and they're victorious in the battle. But Shmuel finds a small amount of fault. He took people away from learning to go and fight. And because of that, Klaishal went to Mitzrayim for 400 years. And the third opinion in the Gemara, the opinion of Rabbi Yechanan, after Avram comes back victorious from battle, leading all the captives of Stom and all the wealth of Stom back with him, the king of Stom comes to meet him. And the king of Stom says to him, Give me back my people. You can keep the money. 
And Avram, wanting to make a Kiddush Hashem, says, let it never be said that Avram gained from Stom. That you made Avram wealthy. Avram gives back the people and Avram returns all the money. And Rabbi Yechon fans felt with that. Avram Avinu could have brought those people Tachas Kanfei He could have made them into Gerim. And he gave them back to the king of Stom where they were returned to their sinful, to their hedonistic lifestyle. Avram shouldn't have returned the people. And that's why Klai Shal had to go to Mitzrayim for 400 years. That's what the Gemara says. And it's hard to understand. It's hard to understand on any of those three opinions. What did Avram do wrong? Let's look at each time in the story in context. And we'll see why it doesn't really make sense to us. What Avram is being punished for. Let's start with Rav. Avram asks Hashem, am I going to be given a child? And Hashem says, yes, I guarantee you a child. And the Bible says, Avram believes in Hashem, that he'll have a child. But then he asks, will my children get heir to Israel? And Hashem says, yes. And Avram asks, if they're tzaddikim, then they'll deserve heir to Israel. But what will be if they're not tzaddikim? If they don't deserve heir to Israel, what will be then? And on that, that's the words of Ram says, Ba How do I know what will happen to my children if they don't deserve Eretz Israel, if they're not Sadiqim? And on that Hashem says they're going to go to Goddess of 400 years? Why was it doubting Hashem? If anything, it was a question that maybe he was doubting the level that Kai Israel will be on. And on the second point, was Avram Mukhuyev to go and save Lot? Did he do the wrong thing by chasing the four kings? It doesn't seem like it. He had promised Lot that he would stand by his side. And we see Hashem did a tremendous nice for him. And if that's the case, if Avram was meant to go to battle, who was he meant to take with him? He took the people around him. They were his students. Was the Havamina meant to be? Avram was meant to run single-handedly? And on the last point as well, when Avram returns everyone to the king of Storm, it was in order to make a Kiddush Hashem, that it shouldn't look like there was any ulterior motivation in going to fight. It was only to pay back, it was only to save Lot. There shouldn't have been any ulterior motivation that people would think, this is the reason Avram went to war. So had he kept all the people, wouldn't it have ruined that Kiddush Hashem which resulted? And therefore the way I'd like to explain it is not so much as Avram's chait. It's not so much Avram did something wrong. But we know Avram was the pillar on which Klai Yisrael was built. Avram laid the foundations for the Jewish people. And therefore, if there was a point in the foundation which wasn't strong enough, which wasn't powerful enough, 
that it would take the entire Jewish people much more effort to sink that foundation, to dig that point deep into the roots of Klai Yisrael. And what Avram could have done as the founder, as the one who began the process. And therefore, if you're going to ask why the Jewish people went down to Mitzrayim, it was in order to p- complete the preparation that Klai Yisrael needed to become Klai Yisrael. Yes, the building had been laid by Avram Avinu. The foundation was in place by all the others. But if there was something which needed to be reinforced, then it took Klai Yisrael collectively 400 years in order to strengthen whichever points might not have been completely, so to speak, fortified by Abraham himself. And with that in mind, let's look back at the three opinions as to what was missing, so to speak, in the time of Abraham Avinu and how Klai Yisrael completed that through the going to Golos. The first point. Let's look at the middle answer first, Shmuel's answer. Shmuel's answer was that he took Tamil Chacham into battle. Rabbi Yechelen's answer was that when he came back from the battle, he returned the people to the king of Stam. Now let's look at that for a second. What happened to those people who he returned to Stam? What happened to them? They went back to the lifestyle they were leading in Stom. What happened to them? Just a few short years later, they disappeared. In the inferno which happened when Hashem destroyed Stom, all those people were destroyed. The only survivor was again, not himself, and his family who was saved in the house of Abraham. Now that result tells us something. The door of the the door of the Mabul, the generation of the flood, were destroyed for two avarice. The first was immorality, and the second was stealing. They died because of the extreme wickedness of the door, and they were brought back. They were brought back by Gilgal in order to get kapara. As the people of Stom. And the people of Stom fared no better. The Pasuk says about them, They were roim begufam, they were sinful with their bodies, they were chatoim with their money. They repeated the mistakes of the Dharam Abu and they suffered a similar fate. They were also wiped out, destroyed. It says that result. One of the reasons Klaisha went down to Mitzrayim was to Mitzakim Lechet. Those Nishamas of the Dara Mabu. How were they Mitzakim that? With Yusurim. The Kapara Farais is Yusurim. Physical, pa- physical pain in place of physical pleasure. And therefore, the Xeris of Mitzrayim that the sons would be thrown into this, that sons would be thrown into the Nile River, 
that Para would bathe in the children's blood. That was all the kapara for that dar. For those neshamas who had sinned in the time of the Mabu and again in the time of Stam, so the experience in Mitzrayim was a kapara for that. A kapara through Yusurim. Had Abraham Avinu kept the people of Stam, had he been able to bring them back in Shiva, had he been worked with the captives that he had, that they then would have had the chance to, so to speak, complete their tafkir as the Gilgal of the Dora Mabu, then it wouldn't have been necessary for Klayashal to go down to Mitzrayim in order to suffer and get Kisurim to Mechapar and those of Eris. It was only because Abraham Avinu gave the people back to stop. And therefore that door never achieved the Tikkun. They sinned as the people of the Mabul sins, and they were punished, the people of the Mabul were punished. But there was no Tikkun. Then it became necessary for Klai Yisrael to be, to be the ones to Matakin, so to speak. To suffer for those the previous generations of Averis by what they suffered in Mitzrayim. That's the first point. The second, Shmuel says he took Tamilichachom into battle. What was the mistake? To some small extent, what this could have built into the psyche of Klai Yisrael is a lack of the importance of Torah learning. We can take people away from Torah learning for other mitzvahs. And how was this point rectified in Mitzrayim? I want to share with you an absolutely mind-boggling observation. How did the Shibud, how did the servitude of Mitzrayim start? Parai looks for volunteers. A national workforce. People who are willing to join the effort and come and build the cities of Pitam and Ramses. And the Jews trying to prove that they're loyal Egyptian citizens. And the Jews trying to curry favor with the officials. They sign up in the thousands to join the volunteer force. And that's where it starts. And it gets increasingly more pro- Punitive, increasingly more painful, increasingly more like slave labor until they become slaves to Paro. Until they're whipped by the taskmasters and forced to keep up a certain quota by day. And it all began because they volunteered to work for Paro. And I look at an amazing point. Not everybody did. There was Shevet Levi. Shevet Levi were members of the same race of the Jews that the Egyptians despised. Shevet Levi lived with the other Jewish people in Goshen. 
and for the duration of the 120 approximately years of slave labor that the rest of the Jews were subject to, Levi didn't lift a finger. Levi remained in the best Medrash. They never left. When Paro originally asked for volunteer, Levi stayed behind. And as a result, they were never forced to work. Throughout the period of Goddess Mitzrayim, Levi remains in the base Medrash. And now here's the point to think about. Think about the other Jewish people who on a daily basis are being subject to persecution, are being led like slaves, are being whipped to work. And they look at their neighbor from Shevet Levi who's sitting in the base Medrash like before. How many times do you think the Jewish people regretted that decision to go to work for Paray? How many times over those 120 approximately years of slave labor did the Jews see what a mistake it was to leave the base Medrash? If only we had remained like Shevet Levi did. Look what we could have saved ourselves. 120 years of backbreaking labor. It wasn't one door, it wasn't two. It was year after year, generation after generation, who were whipped into labor like slaves because they left the best Midrash on that first day. And the proof that throughout they could see Levi who never, who never had to work at all. They could see Levi who remained in the best Midrash and was allowed to remain in the best Midrash. And this was the tikkun. For whatever point could have been missing within the psyche of Klai Yisrael about the importance of Torah. If by taking Tamilich HaKham into battle, it could have caused some lack in the appreciation Klai Yisrael had for Torah. And if that's the case, it's caused that effect. The Klai Yisrael were prepared to abandon Torah to go work for Paray then the way to take that flaw out of Klai Yisrael. And on the contrary, to reinforce how important Torah learning is, is that 120 year charata. What did we lose by leaving the best Medrash? Unbelievable. Let's go back to our Pasuk. Torah is of Nasilachim Lekudai Sakasif. Gold and silver. The Vilnagon explains the difference between gold and silver is gold is something which has intrinsic value. Silver, money, currency is useful because it can gain something else. It comes to a kasef in Hebrew from a nichsaf, to want something. Money provides me with the ability to get what I want, to achieve my desires. Gold is intrinsically valuable. What Klai Yisrael took out of Mitzrayim was the Kasef. The Biza of Mitzrayim, the spoil of Mitzrayim was the Kasef. What did they want? We came out of Mitzrayim with a reinforced Ratzon to get the Torah. Part of the price of Mitzrayim was to prepare us for that. And therefore, what we took out of Mitzrayim on the spiritual level 
was the kesef. Was the rotten to go to get the Torah. And then we start counting. We count our Mitzrayim and from Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim we start counting to Matan Torah. That's what we took out of Mitzrayim. And that perfected that point in Klai Yisrael, which may have been missing by Abraham Avinu. The importance of Torah as being paramount. We don't battle Torah for anything. That's the first point. The second, Rav's opinion. Abraham said, Bameida. What was the point of Mitzrayim which came to Metaken? Bameida. It's like we saw. Avram's question wasn't to doubt Hashem. Avram's question was maybe the Jewish people won't be worthy. Maybe they don't deserve Eretz Yisrael. What will be then? What's the answer to this? We see what we see by Yamsuf. And we see by Yamsuf exactly that's what happened. Klai Yisrael found themselves trapped. They have the sea in front of them. They have the Mitzrim behind them. They have the inhospitable desert on the sides of them. And they have nowhere to go. Physically they're trapped. The Pasuk in Shashirim, the Midrash gives a marshal to explain it. The Midrash gives a marshal of a dove who's being pursued by an eagle. And the dove can't outfly the eagle. But the dove thinks that I know there's a crack in the rocks that the eagle's too big to get into. If I just get there safely, I'll find my way into that crack in the rock and I'll be secure. And the dove makes it to the crack in the rock just to find a snake lurking in that very crevice. And the dove has nowhere to go. And that's the position the Jewish people were by Yamsuf. The Pazak says, Yoinasi, my dove, Bechagvay Aselo, is trapped like in the crack of that rock. Physically, we were trapped. But there was another point also. The Jewish people cry out to Hashem. They daven. And Hashem says, Tacharishon, keep quiet. Explains Arachayim HaKadosh. Because Tfila works to, so to speak, appeal to Hashem to look at our plight. To make a decision if we do things deserve to change. So Klai cried. And then the decision needed to be made. Do Klai deserve to be saved? Do the Mitzrim deserve to be punished? And the Archangel of Mitzrayim, the Star of Mitzrayim, comes to defend them and says, Hashem, Klai don't deserve this nest. Not at the expense of the Mitzrim. They're all idol worshippers. Klaishol don't deserve a nest. And that was true. And if that's the case, Klaishol are not just physically trapped. Klaishol are spiritually trapped also. We're in a position where Tfil is not going to work. Because yes, we can ask Hashem. But we don't have the necessary merits for Hashem to decide that we deserve to be saved. And now comes the big question. And what then? What else can we do? 
If there's nowhere to run, and we don't have this chosim that our tefillah should be answered, what can we do? And what did Hashem tell them? Jump into the sea. Why? Because even if tefillah doesn't work, bitachon works. There's something else. There's something else. Bitochen works because Bitochen gets rewarded. If a person shows he's trusting Hashem, Hashem looks after him. It's not a question like Batfila, does a person deserve it or not deserve it? Bitochen works. And therefore the experience of Yamsov, yes, we trapped. Physically trapped, we have nowhere to run. Spiritually trapped, we don't deserve to be saved. But we have Bitochen. And what's going to affect the nace of Yamsuf is when we show that we boitayach ba Hashem, we trust the Kodesh Baruch Hu, then this will happen. Then we get saved. And this is the answer to Avram Avinu. Avram said, if Klai Yisrael are sinners, by me'aida, what schus do they have to get to Yisrael? The schus? If Klai Yisrael don't deserve it? The schus, if Klaish are not on the level of Fiddle, will be answered. The schus is bitachon. This is the gold. This is the lesson Klaish are learned by Yamsuf. The lesson Klaish are learned by Yamsuf. What we always have to protect us, what we always have to rely on, is our bitachon. And once again, the collective experience of Klai Yisrael by Yamsuf, feeling the terror, feeling the fact we were trapped, and seeing how Bitochen works, that reinforced in Klai Yisrael that foundation, which might have been a little bit missing by Avraham Avinu. And if we don't deserve it, Bitochen. And that's what Hashem promised Avraham. The message of Mitzrayim will come out with great spoils. It will be to metakin. It will be to perfect. It will be to bring Klai Yisrael to the stage where they're ready to be Am Hashem. Firstly, the kapara we'll have received for the previous Doris, the Doram of the Mabul, the Doram of Stom, for their Averis. But secondly, the spoils of Mitzrayim, the silver, the appreciation we got for Torah, and the spells of Yamsuf, the gold, understanding the power of Bitochen. And that readied us to now become the Yamashem.